Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode, I was sold a defective and dangerous battery. This is no joke, this is a true story. So, uh, recently I sold my, you know, 11 um, lithium-ion batteries. Um, they, they've been shipped out. And I currently have my new replacement batteries installed. Now, one of the batteries that arrived um, had a problem from the get-go. So normally what I'll do is if I order batteries in and have them crated and shipped in and all that stuff, um, as soon as I get them, I'll first inspect you know, the packaging to see if there's any damage, of course. Um, and then from there, we'll go ahead and unbox it, right? Either from a crate or a, a cardboard box or whatever is coming in. So in this case, the box was in good shape. Um, there was no damage on the outside. So I opened it up, and the battery was in there. And the first thing I do is get a voltmeter, and I test the voltage to see what the voltage is um, that was shipped to me. Be that way I know where we're at. Because, you know, here's an example. Let's say that you have your back. You, maybe you're trying to connect two batteries together. And you have one battery that has a higher voltage than the other, right? Now, the best thing to do is to double check the voltages before you connect them together, right? Now, if one battery is lower than the other, it may, it's a smarter move and it makes more sense for you to charge only that one battery independently by itself to bring it up to the same level as your other battery. Try to get them as close as possible. That way, when you hook them up, the battery that's a little bit lower is not pulling, you know, a whole lot out of the uh, other battery. Um, it depends. It also depends on how you're wiring your batteries, right? You can wire them in series, you can wire them in parallel, and you can also wire them in series and parallel together. So, you know, depending on how you're wiring them, you know, makes a difference as well. So, um, this battery that I got, you know, the box was in good shape. I open it up and I test it. And the first thing I noticed when I put my voltmeter on it was the battery voltage was really low. Like, not just like they drained it a little bit, like really low. Like so low that it was concerning. Like it really concerning. It, it actually got me really, really worried. So I'm like, okay, this battery is way too low for me to add to the other batteries. The other batteries were sending at a voltage way higher than this one battery right so i'm thinking okay maybe the battery maybe they discharged the battery you know a lot before they shipped it which it seems a little extreme because the battery voltage was so low so i'm like you know what um let me go ahead and charge this battery independently from the rest of my system so what i did was i put my midnight so i'm sorry my Outback Flexmax 80 charge controller um, wired directly to only that one battery. I changed the settings in my charge controller. 
So for those of you that don't know, the Outback Flexmax 80s and even the Midnight Solar charge controllers, um, there's different settings. So you can charge anywhere from 12 volt all the way up to 72 volt battery packs. Okay. And so considering I was only charging one battery, I went ahead and did a factory factory reset on my Flexmax 80 charge controller from Outback. That way, when I connect it to the battery, I can choose my voltage because it's going to be a different voltage than the rest of my system because I'm only charging one battery. When that one battery is connected to the rest of the system because of the way I'm wiring it is going to be a different voltage altogether, right? So I hope that kind of makes sense. I'm trying to match my charge controller voltage, charging parameters to the voltage of that one independent battery. So I went ahead and did a factory reset, um, connected it. Uh, and then I went ahead and set the parameters that I didn't want it to charge over and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I went ahead and flip the switch on to start charging. And so I was concerned, right, because it was so scary at how this battery was. So what I wanted to do was sit there while this battery was charging. I wasn't just going to let it charge and walk away for hours or leave and come back later because if something was to happen, it would be a very big problem. And I mean, scary problem, right? Because this is a lithium ion battery. You know, all the new batteries are lithium ion that I that I purchased for my home. So they're similar to the old ones, but not the same. And I'll disclose that in a upcoming video about exactly what type of batteries they are. But they are a lithium ion battery. Now, uh, I hooked up the charge controller, turned it on, and I start letting it charge. So while it's charging, I have my voltmeter. And I'm, you know, checking the voltage on the battery and my charge controller to see, you know, what's going on. And as time has gone on, I'm sitting there for, you know, a good amount of time, not just 20 minutes. We're talking a couple of hours. And I'm watching the battery voltage climb. So I'm like, okay, so far so good. So I'm letting it um, charge up. And I started noticing something. It started like maybe about after it raised just one volt from where it was sitting. I noticed I heard this little popping sound like I can't I can't explain it. It was a at first I thought it was something in my power room that was, you know, like the wind was blowing and maybe I was just hearing things. But then what happened was as I was charging the battery more and more and more and the battery voltage was climbing and climbing and climbing, I started hearing these little pops, like all these little popping noises. Then that's when I got really worried because I started I started listening to the battery. And that's where all the popping sounds were coming from. The battery was actually making a bunch of popping sounds. I have never heard that in my life. And it started to scare the shit out of me. Excuse my language, but I was scared. No joke. Because you got to remember, if a lithium-ion battery, um, you know, overcharges or something happens or there's thermal runaway and it catches fire, there's almost... It is a very hard fire to put out. In most cases, you just have to let it burn out. Now, keep in mind, I have my power room with all the rest of the batteries and all my other stuff. If that was to catch fire, there's a ton of time, effort, and money that I am going to lose. Right? So, I got very scared. So, now, keep in mind, I have the charge controller connected. So, I turned off the solar panels going to the charge controller. Because I'm trying to define what is happening here. Why am I hearing these popping noises coming from this battery? So I'm trying to pinpoint it. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And even with the... At this point, 
even with no solar power coming through the charge controller going to the battery, I still hear these popping noises, right? Now, keep in mind, the battery is not even close to being, I would say, halfway charged, okay? Not even halfway charged of where it should be. It is still below 50% of where it should where it should be. And I start hearing these noises. So I tell myself, you know what? Uh, let me turn the solar panels back on and maybe, you know, I'm thinking something's playing tricks on my mind or my ears. You know, it's one of those things. So I turn the, charge the solar panels back onto my charge controller and it starts charging again. And I'm paying attention. I'm with my voltmeter touching the terminals, the negative and positive to see what's going on. And it, it is charging. But as I'm charging even more, I start hearing the popping even more, even more. And then that, that's when I really got scared. So I shut off the solar panels and I completely disconnected the charge controller from that battery. So now the battery is not connected to anything. It's just sitting. And that battery is popping. A bunch of little popping noises coming out of this battery nonstop, nonstop, okay? And to me... It sounded like it was getting worse. And then I, I touched the battery. And the battery was not hot. But way warmer than it should. Now I'll give you guys an, an idea. When I charge my batteries currently. Um, my batteries don't get hot. They don't even get warm. Okay. They, they, the temperature stays the same. When you touch them they, they're, they all feel cold. Okay. So I knew something was wrong. I'm hearing this popping sound and the battery is warm, like concerning warm, like there's some heat coming off of this battery. So then I got, I got scared because what am I going to do now, right? If this battery catches fire, I have a huge problem. So I started thinking in my head, like in seconds, what am I going to do? Just in case this battery catches fire, what am I going to do? So I'm thinking I have to drain the power out. Because when I started, before I started charging the battery and, it, and it, at its current sitting voltage, it wasn't making popping noises. It wasn't warm. I said, okay, so apparently if I'm charging it, it something's happening, the, it's popping, it's getting hot, something is wrong with this battery. So I have, now keep in mind, I have to figure out a device, a DC device that I can connect to this battery. To drain the power back out. That's the only thing I could think in my head. To try to mitigate what is happening here. Because obviously I charged it up. And it's this problem is happening. So I have to figure out a way to drain this power back out. To hopefully stop whatever this reaction is happening. So I run underneath my house. And I'm looking around. Digging through all my stuff. And I'm trying to find something that can run on that current voltage of that battery. And I do. I find a old heater um, that is made to run on DC power and it's made to run on that voltage. So I pull it out and keep in mind, guys, I have not used this heater in probably five years, but I still had it. So I was happy that I had it. Let me tell you, whew, when, I found, when I finally found it and I dug it up, uh, I, was, I, was, I was still stressed because I, I still didn't solve the problem, but at least I had it. So I rush it out to the power room and I connect it to that battery and I turn it on and it still works. It turns on and it's a heater, right? So it's going to burn off a lot of power. So I turn it on 
and I start burning off the power from this battery, right? The, the heater is putting out a ton of heat. You know, it's sucking the juice out of this battery. But keep in mind, lithium-ion batteries hold a ton of energy. The energy density in these batteries is massive. There's a lot of power. If you if you were just trying to compare these, right? If I was to hook the same heater up to like a lead-acid battery, it would be completely like drained in maybe 30 minutes. Not even. Maybe 20 minutes, if that. If it could even run it. But this lithium-ion battery has so much power in it, right? So I connect the heater and I'm just letting it... Try, I'm just trying to burn off this power because that popping noise is not stopping and I'm just crossing my fingers and praying that nothing goes wrong, right? I'm trying to save my power building. I'm trying to save all my investment. Something is wrong with this battery. So I'm draining this power out. The heater is on. The heater is on. The heater is on. And I'm, and I'm now keep in mind, I am running this heater for probably about three hours trying to drain the power out of this battery. It is slow going because the heater is a smaller heater. It's not like a really big heater. So, you know, it's pulling the power out, but slow, you know. So I'm sitting there for another three hours. So I have at least six hours dealing with this one battery, right? I had three hours of, well, maybe about two hours of charging or so. And then now I have three hours of discharging this battery. Now, keep in mind, while I'm discharging the battery, I'm keeping an eye on it. I'm listening for the popping sounds. I'm... I'm monitoring the heat on this battery now the heat on the battery did not change temperature whatever temperature it was at where it was warm and made me concerned at the beginning is at the same temperature roughly of me draining it so the temperature hasn't changed so much but there is a lot of heat coming off this battery more heat than you should ever experience so i'm draining this battery draining this battery and i start noticing as time goes on because the popping sounds was non-stop, guys. It was a very scary moment, let me tell you. Very scary. And so as, I, as time went on and I'm draining this power out of this battery, I noticed the popping sounds are, um, they're less. They're not as much, right? And so then when I noticed that, I noticed I'm on the right path. Because obviously it was non-stop even when I had nothing connected to it. Then I have something connected to it and I'm draining all this power out. And I start noticing over time that that popping sound is slowly going away. Slowly. Okay. So now about three to four hours in on draining, you know, working on draining this battery. I finally bring the battery back down to the voltage that it was when I actually pulled it out of the box when I got it. Because that's, that's where I told, I told myself, I got to bring this voltage back down to the voltage that I received it in at least. So I drained it all the way down to there and I disconnected the heater. And then I didn't hear so much. I didn't hear too many more popping noises. Like I didn't hear it at all. So then what I did was because we have uh, the, the weather out here right now is kind of cool and cold in the evenings and we have the wind and the wind chill. Well, you know, it's pretty cold. So I took the battery outside and I let it sit in the cold wind to help cool this battery down, right? Because it's still got a lot of heat radiating off this battery. So I'm letting it sit out in the wind, in the cold wind. And I only hear one or two pops compared to what I was hearing earlier. Okay, so, and after those one or two pops, I didn't hear any more popping sounds coming from the battery. But you guys are not going to believe this. It took probably 
another 10 hours for that battery to cool down. No joke. I'm not even joking. I left it out in, in the, um, you know, in the cold wind. Obviously, I'm monitoring it to make sure there's, you know, no water or rain. It's not raining, just cold wind. And I keep going back to the battery to see if it's, you know, if I'm able to cool this battery off. Because, obviously, if the battery is not going to stop cooling off, then I, then I still have a problem on my hands, right? The, the, the battery may have hit the thermal runaway already, and I cannot stop the reaction. And if I can't stop the reaction or see an improvement in the temperature dropping, then I have to figure out what I'm going to do and where I'm going to take this battery, right? So I leave it out for about three or four hours and I come back and it's still radiating heat off of it. I'm, you know, still concerned. So the only thing I can do is just let it sit in. Now there's no sunlight on it. It's just, you know, cold wind blowing on this battery. Now, probably at the six hour mark of cooling, I noticed the temperature started to drop a little bit. And then once I noticed that, I knew that I was on the right path because it's, you know, there's a change, right? It's not getting hotter and it's not maintaining it. It's actually starting to drop a little bit. So I was happy to see that. So I basically let it sit pretty much all night, okay? So what I d did is I have a, um, a old um, work van out here. So I opened up the door and I put the battery in there. I didn't want it in my power room. I didn't want it in my house. I didn't even want it under my house. I was so scared of this battery. So I went ahead and I put it into the work van. So at least it's out there by itself and not around my home. And I left the sliding, the, the van door open. It's not raining, so there's no moisture. Um, so I don't have to water, but worry about water getting onto it. And I let the cold wind blow on it pretty much all night. I went back out there at about three or four, about three o'clock in the morning to check on the battery because I was so concerned I couldn't even sleep. And keep in mind, as the time has gone on, every hour, pretty much every hour, I was going out there and just checking on the battery because I was so concerned. And as time went on, I noticed it was getting cooler and cooler and cooler. And finally, the battery cooled down. Finally. I could not believe how long it took to first drain the power out because all that, you know, I was hearing this popping noises and the heat coming off of it. So, you know, I was able to prevent a big problem from happening. So that, that was one of the, my most to, to date, my most scariest encounters. With anything to do with solar, windmills, batteries, charge controllers, inverters, wiring of any sort. That experience that I, I went through was the most scary. I could I, I, I hope no one ever has to go through that experience. Oh, let me tell you, I was so I was so stressed from what was happening and so worried. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. When something was sometimes when you get so stressed. It takes all the energy out of your body. All of it. You can't concentrate. You've got a headache. You're drained because you've been so stressed. And that's that's at what that's that's where I was at through that whole whole process. Even after the battery cooled down, you know, because I still didn't go to sleep yet because I was watching this battery, making sure, you know, I was even thinking about places where could I take this battery to recycle it or where could I what could I do with it, you know? 
just in case something was to happen. So, um, you know, good news as we stand now, the battery is in a safe mode. Uh, it's cooled down. It's cold. Um, the battery voltage is roughly where I left it when I drained it. And it's just been sitting. Uh, I went ahead and packed that battery back up. And actually, as of tomorrow, it is being shipped back to the person I bought it from. And I had some choice words with that guy. Okay? Because I've bought a lot of batteries. A lot of batteries. I spent a lot of money. And for them or him to send me a defective battery is 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 not good. Right? So I have ceased to do more I have ceased to do business with this person or this company anymore because of this experience. Okay. I've never had this happen in any shape or form with any of the batteries I currently have or even my other batteries that I sold or any other batteries I've ever had it for that matter. There was obviously something very wrong with this battery. Very wrong. So wrong that it scared the crap out of me. No joke. No joke. So, yeah, um, nothing caught fire, thank God. Um, but was I close to the battery maybe exploding or catching on fire? I would say I was probably seconds or minutes away. From that battery catching fire or exploding. So I was lucky enough that I thought on my feet. To find something that I could connect. That would work on that voltage in DC. And try to drain it. And that is what saved. Well my life probably. And my power room and my home. So I'm 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 thankful that I still have that, that heater. Let me tell you. Um, but um, yeah. I just wanted to share that experience with you guys. And my little story. Um, yeah, it's, it's a scary moment, guys. Um, yeah, I don't never want to experience that again in my life. Never, ever. So anyway, guys, I just want to share that with you guys. Um, you know, be careful. If you guys are dealing with lithium ion batteries and stuff, be very careful. Okay. Keep in mind I, that battery, as I was charging it was only at the 50% mark and it was, it was doing this already. It was creating this big problem. It still had 50% more to go to be fully charged. So imagine if I did not stay around and monitor this battery when I was charging it. I would have had a big problem. A huge problem. Right? Obviously. So more of the stories. If, if there's something new that you're hooking up and you don't know, hang around. Right? Especially batteries and stuff like that. You know, watch it. Monitor it. Keep an eye on it. Because that is what ultimately saved me. Was being cautious of what I was doing. You know. So. Anyway guys. I, I wish you guys the best of luck. In you know your endeavors. Be safe guys. Monitor your stuff. Figure out a way. That you can. If something was to happen. What can you do. To. To stop it. I mean keep in mind. I do have fire extinguishers and stuff. In my power room. But the lithium ion batteries. They, they create their own oxygen. Right. So it's not like you can just spray water on it. You can't just spray a, a um, fire extinguisher on it and you think it's going to be done. That is not the case. It'll keep going. It'll keep burning if that was to happen, you know. So anyways, just be safe, right? I'm not saying this is going to happen to everybody, but this is an experience that happened to me on one of the batteries that I purchased. So, um, you know, more of the story. Watch your stuff, monitor your stuff, evaluate your stuff, and just be safe.
The last thing I want to see is my house or my home burn. And I don't want to see any of your homes burn down because of something that happens. Remember, when you're dealing with all this stuff, safety is number one. You know, touching wires to other places and stuff. Be careful, right? Be careful. And so any, anyway, guys, um, I hope this um, gives you guys some knowledge and maybe some um, safety tips. Um, you know, maybe if you're dealing with something within a certain voltage, maybe have something like what I had. I had a heater on hand that was able for I was able to connect and drain this power out. And that is what ultimately saved everything. If I did not have that heater that would work on that voltage, I would be in big trouble. Honestly, I would be in big trouble because because how would I drain the power out? Right. I have nothing that can work on that one voltage for that battery. Because the way my system works is it takes multiple batteries wired in a certain way in order to get me a certain voltage to run my um, inverters, right? So collectively, I, the way I wire them will work and I could drain them, sure. But independently, I couldn't just hook up my inverter to it because the voltage is too low. So luckily I had that heater. So look around for things that you know that will work on your voltages of things and just keep it, you know, on hand or you know where it's at just in case something like what happened to me, you know, you know how to take care of it at least. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys on the next one.